0: Welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays.
1: And I'm your other host, Hill House, from the Big Love Club.
0: And welcome back to a brand spanking new episode. Um, lots of cool news, I think, this week. Yeah, I think it's going to yeah. be an entertaining episode. I like some of the stuff that I saw this week. Um, uh, but also a... Uh, Huge disclaimer, I am not paid by Microsoft, neither of us are, <laughs> because I feel like what I'm about to talk about is going to sound like a huge advertisement for not only Xbox but Microsoft and Game Pass and all that jazz, but I am happy to say, it's going to be kind of embarrassing, uh, for larger sources that you may listen to where they can flex cash a little bit harder. True. Um, <laughs> What is it? Is it eight months after the release of the Xbox Series X? I finally have my hands on one. So Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. I'm finally in the club. Um, it's so funny because I was just... So the joke is that we are just now seeing PS5s and Xbox Series Xs and Ss um, get back to store shelves. They're finally restocking them in stores, which is going to be um, an amazing thing because third-party uh, sellers on eBay and stuff will not be able to charge as much nope. as they have been because there is an alternative. Um, yep. You can't use bots to get physical systems. Yeah, you can we'll still walk go bot online. line. your and, bot's ass in there. Right.
1: Man, you ain't going to get nothing. Nothing.
0: <laughs> right. You can still go into stores and buy them and still scalp them. You can't stop that. Yeah, but um, but if they're going to be readily available, lot. yeah, people can't <laughs> inflate the price. You know, right? It was just the other day. I think it was like two weeks ago. I saw a uh, Xbox Series S in a store, and I was like, "Wow, I haven't seen that since November," <laughs> and that's just so crazy. We're almost a year into the life of these systems and they've been out of stores for almost a year Um, it's almost like they told themselves that they had to get them back in stores within the year and they just barely made the quota (laughs) but we we know that there's shortages of chips and uh, with the pandemic there's also shortages of uh, the ability to make systems and stock systems and the ship systems all that stuff is hindered by the supply chain being uh, damaged Um, but I never actually did see a Series X in a store. I actually saw um, that Walmart had finally activated their all-access program, which is the thing where you pay for the system over the course of two years by basically financing it. I was like, well, I can't find a Series X. I was like, I wonder if I go through this process. Will they actually send me one? Because I was actually really confident that... I could apply for the credit line. Yeah. Yeah. They would approve it. They would say um, your system is on its way. And then I was thinking that the next day would be like your system has been canceled uh, because of a delay of us not having the system expected like in two months or something. Yeah, But no, it actually came in and I was like, that's crazy because I haven't seen one. What do they charge you a month on (laughs) that? It's $35 a month. That's
1: not bad, dude. And. That's not bad. It comes
0: with it comes with Game Pass Ultimate for 2 years. Oh, so I, shit. I got So so it basically comes with for the period of time it comes with $15 a month of Game Pass Ultimate. So you're essentially paying $20 a month for 2 years for a $500 system, which comes out to 480. So you actually save $20. Yeah. But this is all before tax. But the main system would have taxed you anyway. Yeah, so exactly. Just basically take off the tax when you're thinking about the process. But so, yeah, you actually end up saving some money if you are not already on a right discount away, right? with Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, and you get it right away. So I didn't have to. There are ways to get good deals on Game Pass Ultimate. I know a lot of people who buy yeah. a bunch around Black Friday and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then stock up for years of Game Pass Ultimate. I get that. Um, but the main advantage to the all access thing is you don't have to throw a lump sum. Yeah, exactly. $500 down today. Exactly. I actually don't have to pay anything till November, I think. And you could, I mean, 30, 35
1: bucks a month. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's, that's fairly yeah. easy to do. You know, for most people, you just take away, you know, one of your other habits and, you know, or hobbies and there you go. You know, if you like to have the beer, well, guess what? No more beer and you get yourself a fucking Xbox shit i'm thinking about doing it now man i'm thinking about applying because i've cut out some things on my end and it's like damn i'm gonna get me an xbox now
0: yeah it's pretty cool um you i was a little concerned one of the things that i do at home is i share game pass with my wife meaning her xbox has to be my home console technically And I was like, through the whole order process, I was like, I wonder how they're giving me the Game Pass Ultimate. I know it's a two-year code. Yeah. And it kept saying things about how when your system came in, it would be automatically on the system. And I was just like, okay, well, that's going to be inconvenient because if I'm playing on it, it's going to have Game Pass on not my home Xbox. So that's inconvenient. But when it came in, I saw no papers in it, so I was like, okay, did it come with it? I guess it actually is pre-installed. So then when I booted it up, one of the prompts is, do you even want to redeem this right now? So it's actually on the console, Uh but you don't have to redeem it yet. You can wait to redeem it. Um, And you redeem it towards your account. Yes, There's no process... So there's no there was no point when I was setting up the Series X where I had to say that that was my home console exactly. to claim yeah. Game Pass. Yeah. So it was actually I was relieved because I didn't waste 2 years of Game Pass. I was a little concerned that I was about to like throw away all that money. No, yeah, but, yeah, I uh, was thinking
1: about that as you were saying it. And I was like, "Now nah, that should still work. It should still be yeah, fine." It yeah, it still works. Yeah. I was just
0: a little bit concerned because of the phrasing when it said it's pre-installed on your Xbox. Oh, uh, I got you. Sounds I got weird. You. <laughs> All it means is that uh, they have a set of Series X's and S's set aside um, for this program. Yeah, that's that have, nice. Uh, Game Pass already, a code already installed in its hardware. That's nice It's kind of weird, but yeah. Yeah. But also, if you wanted to save money, uh, they do have, <laughs> this is why I had to have the disclaimer that I'm not being paid by Microsoft or Walmart. Right, but the thing is, All Access, I think the program is also going through GameStop. I think GameStop's on top of it, too. Uh, Basically, there's just a retailer that gives you the product. Microsoft uses a loan company to finance it. it. So it's like three companies in one. Yeah. But it was pretty smooth. I got approved, and it was shipped within the day, and I got it like two days later. It's crazy. That's fucking awesome, Um, dude. But yeah, if you wanted to save money, you can also do the same program with the Series S, which is actually a way better deal. I think I just wanted the X because I, I mean, if the X is available, I want the X. But yeah. I'm also um, aware of the fact that the S deal is really good. The S deal is crazy. You can get the Series S, uh, which is a $300 console for $25 a month for two years. Jesus. Which is essentially only paying ten dollars. Yeah, because you get a month the game for the pass. S, yeah. which is two hundred and forty dollars. You can actually get a sixty dollar discount on the Series S that if is you finance sick, it. Dude. How big's the hard drive in that? So, yeah, it's the same, I believe. Wow, or it's five hundred or a terabyte. I forget. The Series S is a steal. Yes, um, and it's still it running the next same CPU. Games. Yeah, yeah, it has the same CPU as the uh, X. All the the only difference is. The RAM, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's crazy. But the CPU is still capable of doing so much, and it's crazy. Uh, go look up some demos on on like YouTube of what the Series S can do. Yeah, you won't even know the difference between it and a PS5 and a Series X. It's just crazy. That's insane. But anyway, well, Christine, did, yeah. So if you wanted, she did that,
1: ask what I wanted for my birthday. So I mean,
0: <laughs> it's just crazy. Damn, like I, it, I just. <laughs> I just remember how... Yeah, but then you're paying for Game Pass twice. And that's one of yeah, those things where yeah. it's just like... That's true. That doesn't that doesn't seem... Well, you don't have to
1: redeem normal. it right now, right? Use it for two years that's and true. then redeem it.
0: Oh, that's true. I'm not sure if... That's four years free! Ooh. I'm no, not... I'm kidding. I've, actually, I don't think there's anything that would... Hinder you from doing that no, you because really as long as you redeemed it on the same email yeah and not two different emails you go on each I account I guess it could stack the same one. yeah i yeah. guess you would have for 4 years i guess there is no oh, downside that's to sick. that so yeah you could do that oh
1: my god dude i'd be dead before i used it all
0: well actually <laughs> the you, you are presenting an advantage <laughs> so you would be having to pay $50 a month for two series s's with game pass for four years yeah but after the first two years you would have free game pass for two years and you wouldn't be paying anything towards the consoles <laughs> that's <sick. laughs> because because the game pass would stack yep. uh, but you would have already paid off all the financing within the first two years so that actually would be pretty dope um <laughs> but let me get on to some yes of these, since we talked 15 we're sit- minutes we're about sitting here trying um, to finagle it we're talk fifteen minutes about financing through Microsoft. Anyway, um, let me talk about some games that I played this week. Um, obviously, since I got the Series X, I played a Series X exclusive, uh, The Medium, which is in Game Pass. It is one of the three games, I believe, that you can only play on the newer hardware. And uh, I've been waiting to play this game since it was announced, and I found out that I couldn't play it until I got a new console. <laughs> But the medium is really cool. I like it. It's a story based kind of uh, psychological horror slash game uh, with the mechanic that you can uh, basically have a version of you in the real world and a version of you in the spirit world. And uh, there's a lot of puzzles that involve you paying attention to both sides. I think it's a really, it's a very well made game. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks really good, it runs really well. Um, not many complaints about the gameplay i'm enjoying it so far it's kind of one of those games that's kind of built for me i really like this type of game um but let me see um it was the developer also made uh, the layers of fear games and they also made blair witch so they they're way way more in the horror genre So I was actually surprised to hear that they made those other games after I'd already been playing this one because this game isn't completely horror. Um, There's not, I think there's been like one jump scare. Yeah, yeah. But it's mostly a kind of action, not action, but it's more of a mystery adventure game where you kind of look for clues and put together clues. And I think it's heavily puzzle-based because of the mechanic of you having to be in both worlds but it's more of an adventure game. I would, I would explain it as I don't think it's a, a horror title, which is interesting. Cause if you go to the developer's website, uh, like their slogan, their catchphrase is something like we make psychological horror games. So it's kind of actually kind of funny, but there's a lot of rumors <laughs> about a layers of fear three coming out, uh-huh. like within a couple of days, like no announcement. <laughs> so I don't know. We may s- see that coming out. Um, but it sounds like they had a really good time being on Game Pass. Um, I was reading some articles about the developer uh, appreciating Blair Witch being in Game Pass and Medium being in Game Pass because he was citing that one of the main things that helped out all of their games through Game Pass was the fact that Microsoft would show them off at showcases and they would show them off at E3 and stuff basically with no charge, just because they agreed for their game to be in game. Pass. <laughs> so they said that they were like put on a platform that they could never be on as an independent company just by putting their games in game pass. So I thought that was really cool to see. I also was seeing things about how the medium had already made back all of its cost within the first month on game pass. So that's also cool uh they said it they made back all their marketing and development costs within the first month and this is clearly their most expensive game that they've made um uh, if you play it you i was very surprised to hear the other games they made the other games they've made are very short they're very simple um they're a lot of first person games because it cuts down on animation <laughs> um and I don't know. It's just it's crazy. The scope of the medium is just this other level. And in a lot of the articles I was reading, I was seeing that the uh head of the developer was saying that it was like turning over a new leaf, uh a new chapter in their games that they make. So, I am going to be looking out for this company more. Um you you may notice that I'm not saying who developed them, the name because I honestly forgot the name of it. It's something like what is it blueber i knew something weird, ridiculous <laughs> Bloober team is the name of the developer but i will be like seeing what they release in the future because the medium is a very impressive game for an indie company like it looks triple a you know but yeah um i played the medium i also played some more game pass games i played uh some game called omno which i hadn't heard of before it's uh it's an interesting game i feel like it's a game that falls into those relaxation games that we talk about where it is not hard gameplay but it is a very simple animated world where you do simple tasks to enter new areas, collection. Um, I don't want to always say things are Breath of the Wild clones when you're walking in a 3D space with weird animals and you're collecting things to activate totems to enter new areas but... It is that type of game, but of course, it doesn't have the scope of something like Breath of the Wild. But it feels like more of a a chill game. Like even like as opposed to Breath of the Wild, uh, it doesn't have any type of so far. It doesn't have any type of action based mechanics to it that would like present a danger too much. So it's a very chill game. I've played just a few levels. It seems like it's going to be a quick quick completion. Excuse me. And, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, also played another game in Game Pass that's in, I must stress that it's in preview, early preview, like, release. It's called Craftopia. I don't know if you've played this game, but, um, uh, it's it's not for me, at least just yet. <laughs> it is in early stages of development, I believe. Um, hopefully they'll make a lot of bug fixes. There are serious, um, camera issues clipping issues um frame rate issues the frame rate is uh, uh horrendous um it is somehow a multiplayer online game where there's like tons of people running around in a hub world and the the colors are ridiculous i feel like the colors are super jarring i don't feel like it's optimized um i don't know i don't feel like it was ready to be thrown on game <laughs> But this game, I think, is one of those games where they try to allow you to do a lot of stuff to um, meet the biggest audience. And it's giving me serious Roblox vibes in the sense that if it is popular, it is with people that do not care about their gameplay experience. (laughs) But um, yeah, I I did not have a great time with Craftopia. I understand what it's trying to do, but uh, I will not check it out again, probably until it's in like... Out of beta, like whatever the hell it's in. But um, the last game that I played was a game called Joran and it is not in Game Pass. Uh, it's a very simple um, Rattalaka title. If you know anything about Rattalaka titles, they're very simple games. Um, it is a side-scrolling platformer, and uh, it's got a cool mechanic. He plays a frog. I like the idea that you can jump on walls. I think that's really cool um so it's like imagine if you're playing super mario but you can hold on to walls and kind of scale walls it's it's pretty cool in that sense but that's about it uh the other mechanics it has are nothing special it's very simple it's very fast uh but it is a is an easy achievement game i think in like 40 minutes you can probably get all the achievements in the game but um yeah it's it's just one of those easier titles that every now and then i play but yeah that's all i played this week and uh that's all i had to talk about on that (laughs) right on what'd you play um you know of course i played new world
1: i played a lot of new world um not as much as a lot of other people i've only got about 28 hours in um but uh there are several friends of mine that have uh close to 80 hours already into the game and it just (laughs) It just came out on the 28th. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trio is one of them. He's up to 60, I believe, 60-something hours. Uh, uh, Sassy Vixen is on her way close to 100 hours easily. And, um, yeah, it's it's just such an incredible uh, game that that's really all I've been doing. I meant to uh, play this game. Uh, this is a free download, by the way. Um, there is an indie developer. Uh, his name is uh, Fuad Torres, and I hope I'm not destroying his name um but this guy uh created a simulator and he let a video out now this simulator is a wyvern simulator and it's in a a broad desert expanse thing uh kind of place and basically it's not a game there's no story uh there's no quest there's no nothing you just it's a driver. You drive around as this wyvern. You can fly around. You can walk around on the sand. You can do all this other stuff. I believe you can breathe fire. Um, But it is absolutely amazing. Uh, From what I've seen, I'm actually downloading it now. It's absolutely free. Uh, You can get it at wyvern.imaginedreams.ca. And uh, it looks really, really cool. But uh, so far, 96 or 100 people have voted on his page and uh, said that they would definitely uh, fund and kickstart this if it were to turn into a game. And it looks it looks absolutely beautiful, to be honest with you. So I'm going to try that out and check it out. I just thought it'd be fun, you know, fly around as a wyvern, just kind of chill out without any actual uh, objective in mind. But no, I really haven't played anything else out, uh, other than um, New World. Um, yeah, I, uh, I tried to get into a little bit of uh, Destiny 2 and getting over it, but... I, I ended up just jumping right back on a new world. It's extremely, extremely addictive. I do have some stories that I'm going to be talking about, about, about that game also, but yeah, that's pretty much all I did, man.
0: Sweet. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about it in a minute. Um, but yeah, let's uh, go on to our news. I have some quick stories that I'd like to talk about. We can just jump right in. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, it's time for the news, bitch. Okay. So first thing in news uh, brings up a subject that a lot of people are getting uh, hushed about. (laughs) Um, You may have seen in in the last week that there was a story about Sonic the Hedgehog, the original Genesis game, being auctioned off for a record-breaking $430,000. It is the highest sold uh, Sega game Ever. Um, So no, it did not beat the two Mario games that were like $1.5 and $2 million from earlier this year. But for a Genesis game, it's very high. It's also rated a 9.4. And uh, this listing got some attention because some people that knew a lot about Sonic the Hedgehog, some developers of Sonic the Hedgehog, (laughs) some Sega executives... Um started saying things on Twitter about how this has to be a hoax, right? Like there's no <laughs> way that this game is worth four hundred yeah, and thirty thousand dollars. And say things yeah. like, This is a scam, right? People are tweeting out the word scam. I guess that's a trigger word for uh the people who take uh auctions and grading very seriously. Uh because immediately uh there was a response from the uh, auction company, Golden, uh, that was, that was uh, selling the Sonic game. It was on their homepage. It is no longer on their homepage. Uh, it is in a collection of... It's on their uh, homepage, but it says accepting uh, future auctions for comic books, video games, and TCG. It has a picture of the Sonic the Hedgehog game because it was in the news, but it was a full page, On the top of their website. Talking about how it was a record breaking game. I guess maybe they removed it because of the attention. But we'll see. Um, So. Immediately. uh, Someone from Golden responded. On Twitter and basically had this whole spiel. About how they are our respected company. And how everyone that bids. Is given like a background check. And starting bids. Are very serious. And that uh the grading process is also very serious basically calling out these people that were calling it a scam that basically yeah. saying that they don't know what they're talking about the thing that is rubbing people the wrong way is that this game is water graded which less than a month ago yeah we were talking about how wada has come under fire yeah for uh possibly um be- for the fact that people that are founders of wada grading Um, are selling through auction sites video games, which is a conflict of interest. Um, It means that they could be inflating the grading of games. It means that they could be also inflating the sell of games because they also were purchasers of some of these record breaking ones. Uh, They could be inflating the sales to draw more attention to the market. Um, I was also seeing an article when I was researching this a little bit about how the before 2021, the previous record for the highest selling video game was Super Mario Brothers, and it was like $60,000. So that was the market cap for video game collectors. But then, come 2021, $2 million for the exact same game, basically, same quality, sealed, uh, mint condition. And uh, they were saying how ridiculous within four years. Um, the market is suddenly so much more valuable. Like, what's that about? So you could argue that WADA Games is trying to make the market more valuable so that more people sell through um, auctions and more people get their games graded because they everyone's going to think that they are a millionaire because the number one thing that came to people's minds when they started questioning the validity of this Sonic the Hedgehog game, was Sonic the Hedgehog for the Genesis is the largest produced game on that (laughs) console. It is the most common game. There's nothing unique about it. Um, You could probably find one at every resale store that sells video games. Also, uh, Genesis games come in plastic shells, which mean that Uh, It's a lot easier to find the original box than uh, Nintendo games, meaning the value automatically should be a lot lower. Uh, The other thing is people are questioning the fact that it is a 9.4 graded game. And everyone that I've seen talk about this has pointed out the fact that it is not in mint condition, that there are damages to the box. There are like peels coming off of the uh, acrylic cover. Um, there are scratches and stuff. And people are like, How can you even have a nine? Yeah. if it's like damn Talking about <laughs> maybe, maybe a seven five, right? I mean Right. And there are I I assure you that some of these people that are ranting about this on Twitter probably have on their shelf a better condition. And they probably know exactly what the they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They probably have not graded it, but they can just look at it with their eyes and say, this is way better condition. Do I have a million dollars in my hand? yeah, Or is this a big scam? The other thing that's come up is is it money laundering? A lot of people are thinking it might be a laundering scheme where uh, WADA is being forced... <laughs> this is crazy, but it's not too far-fetched. Is being forced by like a mob or something to... Um, <laughs> increase the value of things (laughs) just so that some anonymous bidder can come in and just throw a lot of cash back into the market. (laughs) And I mean, it's starting to look like that. These game prices are insane and they don't make any sense. Like who, who is doing this? Uh, the, the number one thing is every game that has been breaking records has been very common games. And you can say there's nostalgia attached to, uh, super mario and there's nostalgia attached to super mario 64 um because the names on it but there's no denying that they are the most common games on those platforms meaning there's no uniqueness to them like you could probably still find new copies somewhere you know yeah um a game that would a game that for real collectors should be worth a lot is like a sealed copy of earthbound or something something that was not a hit in the states but was had an original run that that's the run there was no reprinting um to find a sealed copy would be very rare um so a real collector would pay that amount so once we start peeking over you know i i said four years ago the cap of the market was 60 grand and then it just suddenly blew up to two million yeah um So the type of person that would be paying half a million dollars for a game that everyone owns just because it's in mint condition has to be someone that knows hardly anything about video games, in my opinion. And I think that's what a lot of people are coming to the realization of, is that these people are making these ridiculous bids. If they are honest bidders, if this is an honest grading company, which is really hard to believe, and if this is an honest uh, auction company that's allowing it on their platform that the person bidding has to know nothing about games. They have to be like, Hey, Sonic, the Hedgehog's a popular character and I see it's going for 300,000. I'll outbid it. You know, like it doesn't make any sense, but like we could talk about it more and more. And I feel like this story is going to just explode soon. I, I, I predict within the year before December, there's going to be a lot of arrests at WADA games. Um, it's getting a lot of attention and people are like being told to hush. One of the things that was
1: more, or at least indictments, federal
0: indictments of some kind, you know, I guess I'm going to say this. Um, if you listen to this episode and it ends up getting like unlisted because of what I said and I'm like threatened or something by whatever mob is threatening everyone else that's talking about it, (laughs) uh, you'll know what happened. (laughs) Because it was such a weird response. The guy on Twitter that was a developer at Sega that was calling out it being a scam, and then the guy responded saying everything was legit, he immediately responded with this huge apology about how he shouldn't have been questioning the company and stuff. And I feel like it was within his grounds to on an open social platform like Twitter to question the validity. He was told to forget about it, all right? You should do that's this. That's what I'm saying. You should do the fucking sentence. And that's what, it, <laughs> that's what it looks like. When you see the statements, like the tweets and the responses, it looks like such a manufactured response. Like someone sent him an email and said, tweet this out send him so a, that people send him a
1: fucking quit asking questions. A gif of a fucking horse's head. <laughs> 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 Who knows, dude? I mean... it, it who knows man it could be that there's just it doesn't even have to be severed it doesn't even have to be mob you know there's so much money in the video game industry dude that i mean yeah somebody high up could threaten somebody else man
0: i mean rich people make shit happen so the funny part is i don't think anyone believes that this is within the gaming industry i think everyone thinks that this is some other money laundering drug industry or just um who some owns, sort of underground. Watt? I don't know. The other thing is Watt is a very new company. Watch we talked about last owned. time we talked about it's, it. <laughs> Ten cent owns <That's> it. it. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I just I don't know. Like who knows, man? Yeah. I, I yeah, I feel like there's gonna be some indictments and some arrests. We and will see. Is, we will see. We were talking about Heritage Auctions was doing a lot of them, but it is interesting that the Sonic game was on Golden Auctions, um, which is a different yeah, auctioning site. So maybe Heritage wanted to distance themselves from them, but Golden didn't care, I don't know. Um, here's the thing, if you're laundering money like this, like there's easier ways to do it, like just keep the games under 200,000, you know, and maybe people won't Ask questions like, "Why are they letting these bids get out of hand?" Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. Sell sell ten copies of Sonic on your auction site for a hundred grand. You know, don't sell one for half a million dollars. <laughs> it's, it's, there's like more intelligent ways to do this. And now with what I'm saying, I'm going to get contacted by the same people. They're going to ask me to run their business. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Which is not the point I'm trying to get at, but like this story, I feel like we're not at the end of it, but I'm not going to keep talking about it. Cause I know that we're going to keep talking about it unless, you know, of course I get hushed, but anyway, um, let's move on. Um, the <laughs> next piece of news that I have is that we talked earlier this year at the beginning of the generation about the PS4 quote C bomb battery issue. And I'm happy to say that it has been fixed. Um, There has been a patch on the PS4 that is going to allow your PlayStation to still be usable with physical games once the internal battery dies. Uh, This was an issue that was brought up from retro gamers, basically, when they realized that if you removed the clock battery from the PS4, you could not play uh, PlayStation physical games on the PS4 if it could not confirm the date and time, basically it had to connect to the internet. And if it couldn't connect to the internet, if like internet was no longer supported, um, it would have to use the internal battery to know the date and time. And if it could not communicate with that battery, then it would not be able to play your games, which is a really funny thing because what I didn't point out when we first talked about this was at the beginning of the Xbox One and PS4 generation, there was a bunch of heat coming on Xbox from PlayStation people saying that Xbox had made a console that could not run offline, and there was all these issues about how it had to be online always and stuff. And it's really ironic that at the end of the PS4's life, it was kind of brought to everyone's attention that without a battery inside the PS4, once that battery dies, it has to be online. (laughs) So one of the main things that Sony was like trying to murder uh, Microsoft with is actually something that was in their console the entire time. But I digress. Um, so, So there is a patch. So now basically what happens is someone did some experimenting with it. And if you get an achievement in a game, the main difference that happens is it doesn't say when you got the achievement. Like it won't be able to tell when you got certain achievements in games. But it does it does actually make the system still worth something on your shelf for retro gamers in the future. It means that your PS4 can still play PS4 games that are physical and you'll still be able to use the system, which is what everybody wanted. So, that that is a good win for PlayStation uh, retro gamers. Uh, Sony is really bad at dealing with that audience, but I'm I'm happy that there's a small win so we got that one. Um let me see. I have let me let me skip on to another story because we're talking about retro games. Um if you saw the recent Nintendo Direct, uh we did get the anticipated N64 titles announced that were going to be added to Nintendo Online and that's really cool. A lot of people were really looking forward to these N64 titles. One of the interesting titles that was added was Banjo-Kazooie, which is owned by Rare, which is owned by Microsoft. So that is cool. There was a deal apparently struck with Microsoft to allow Nintendo to put Banjo-Kazooie on their uh, Nintendo Online. I think that's that's really cool um, because that's the system that it was made for. <laughs> um was for 64, also, they're going to allow people who have Nintendo Online to order an exclusive N64 Switch controller, which is really slick looking. If you see it, it is exactly like the N64 controller. It's got a few more buttons on the top to actually like work with the Switch, but uh, it's a nice looking <laughs> retro N64 controller if you have nostalgia for that system. The surprising thing though. So there's a bunch of, like, camaraderie in here. Camaraderie? Is that the word? That's it. Um, There's a lot of camaraderie in here because, like, I just said that Microsoft is working with Nintendo to allow Banjo-Kazooie to be on the system, which is really cool. But also Sega is adding Genesis games to Nintendo Online, which is crazy if you remember the whole Sega versus Nintendo War of the 90s <laughs> to think... That in 2021, you were going to be able to play digital Genesis games on a Nintendo console is is crazy. Like that's like unheard of. They were these rival companies that like fought tooth and nail against each other, and uh, it's it's just crazy to think about the fact that these Genesis titles will be on a Switch. Like the same Genesis titles that supported the. Uh, You know, Genesis does what Nintendo don't, you know, (laughs) the same, the same games. It's so crazy. But um, a lot of the games that they're being added were on the Sega Genesis Classic. So if you do have that system, I think that there's going to be no new titles. But if you don't have that system, there's some cool new titles being added to it. They did. Say, though, that the Genesis N64 titles would be on a, quote, expansion pack for Nintendo Online with no, like, hint at what that pricing would be. So, Nintendo Online is $20 a year. A lot of people are thinking maybe $30 a year will include the expansion pack, which would allow you to play 64 in Genesis titles. I... I think that's a healthy guess. I hope it's only 30. <laughs> it's really weird to think about. It's like So for starters, Nintendo Online is really cheap. But it should be because it's trash. <laughs> but imagine if another game streaming company like Game Pass or PlayStation Now had a premium version that allows you access to like more games. You know, that just would be really weird. Like say there was like a $30 version of Game Pass that had like double the titles or something would you pay that you know like would you make that choice i feel like since nintendo online is so cheap that a lot of people actually will probably pay the expansion cost you know if it's not double if it's not 40 dollars a year but yeah i am interested to see how that all shapes out because these are exciting titles being added an exciting controller being added um it's really crazy to think about that they're working with Sega on this. So they're working with Sega and Microsoft on a service for Nintendo. That's three console companies. That's just that's just insane. Basically they just don't have a Sony emulator on it, but whatever. Um let me see. I have one more thing to talk about retro gaming. It's the fact that <laughs> there was you may have read about this one because this one was in like every news source that I saw that the Xbox Series X and S has released a new version of Microsoft Edge web browser that allows you to run ROMs without installing a ROM emulator. You can literally like run them in the web browser. <laughs> I was seeing a lot of videos on YouTube of people playing like Mario 64 through their Xbox and just through the web browser. <laughs> I know that it's going to cause a bunch of issues and I wonder how it's all going to play out. I'm sure Nintendo doesn't like seeing people do that, but uh, it's just through the web browser. So the question is, should they put like anything on their web browser to allow you to not do that or not? But I mean, as long as they don't address it, right? Uh, the other funny thing <laughs> is that the Microsoft Edge web browser on Series X and S now supports Microsoft Word. So you can plug in a keyboard and mouse and run Word through Edge browser, which is really funny. If you're logged into your account, then you can also, like, just be doing work <laughs> on your Series X, which I did see a couple of news us make the joke about how uh, your boss calls you and tells you to, like, finish up some reports or something. And you're like, okay, right on it. And then your boss sees you boot up your Xbox, you know? <laughs> So, so there's this whole like thing about we've made the jokes about the uh, new consoles being basically computers. The Series X is basically a computer now since you could run Microsoft Office on. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think I have one more story. No, oh, I have two more stories. Okay, so th- this one felt like a you story. I almost was going to wait to see if you pulled up the story, but. Apple announced that they were not allowing Fortnite back on their iOS devices. Yeah, I saw that. But all of the course cases in. But I didn't think I
1: you see, I saw that and I didn't even think that uh that Epic gave a crap, to be
0: honest. Now the funny part is you would think that they wouldn't, but uh what is his name? Sweeney, the head of Epic announced it like he was surprised he was acting like it was such a surprise and that's what everyone's talking about this story about is the fact that why was he surprised
1: but i (laughs) see i saw people talking about that too but at the same time i saw some good answers where people were like you know what i think he's being sarcastic and i'm like you know what i could see that maybe because of the way they came out be. with the with the 1984 <laughs> video their answers that they had for them on twitter all that stuff was very smartass and i could see them coming across as sarcastic saying oh shocker you know <laughs> cuz i'm pretty sure they expected it you know that yeah. apple was not going to allow them back on the apple store
0: is so it, is epic the new sega <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that I think that Fortnite's going to be they're going to be fine without Apple, dude. They're going to make their money. They're going to I think it's laughable. And that I, I think old boy was just being sarcastic, to be honest with you. I really do. I think he was just basically giving them the oh, no kind of look,
0: you know. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, um, that's just my
1: opinion. I could be I wrong, have- but still, you know.
0: I have seen some people point out the fact that because of the current state of the court case and the fact that Apple can just put Fortnite back on and Fortnite has to adhere to the court rulings yeah. which is that they cannot have their own uh pay button. basically store yeah yeah payment payment option um that basically the grudge that these companies are holding against each other is costing them both a lot oh, of yeah. money Oh yeah. and that they're both willing to hold that grudge is what's funny because Apple, if they allowed them to be on there, they still get that 30%. Oh yeah. That's still a lot of money. It's still a lot of money, but <laughs> so,
1: at the same time, Epic isn't willing to give that, that pay button up and it's just, it. Right. it is silly. It is silly because like you said, both parties it's, are losing a shit ton of money.
0: Right. It's literally for personal grudges right now because it's basically it's about principle. It's about principle, man. There's a large dedicated uh, amount of children with iOS phones that want to throw their cash at Fortnite on their phone. Yeah. And Apple, you think, would be okay with those millions of dollars. They're still (laughs) throwing their cash at Fortnite. That's the thing. I mean, I just, even though this has been going
1: on, I still bought my uh, nephew a V-Bucks card for his birthday. So it's like, <laughs> you know, we got him 50 bucks in V-Bucks and it's like, okay, you you know, he, he's going to go have fun with it and buy some skins. It's not hurting Fortnite or Epic at all. I, 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 well, it is in the, in the respect that they're both losing the possible revenue that they could be getting from a partnership. But yeah, I really don't. I, I think they're like, whatever, we're going to survive. We'll be fine. Just like Apple wonder, will
0: survive. So so have, have I shown you how the, how xCloud gets around Apple not allowing them on their platform? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you can install a shortcut to your home screen of the web browser and it can also automatically sign you in. Yeah. So it's like a web browser <laughs> shortcut that looks like an app and it just loads like a second longer, but it's basically an app. Yeah. I wonder if Fortnite's going to try the same thing. I wonder if they're going to put all their resources into making a a website, uh, a web browser version of Fortnite that's built for iOS. That's crazy. (laughs) And I wonder if Apple can legally stop them because... I don't think they could. It's just a website. Yeah. Yeah, they would have to... Then Fortnite could argue the fact that Apple is going out of their way to block consumers from a... Using the internet. From using a certain <laughs> site on the internet just out of spite, yep, you know, yep. like it isn't, it isn't a site about like making weapons or because
1: any website you know, is accessible like through <laughs> either Android or iOS. So, right, yeah, I mean, technically they're not doing anything wrong. What they're doing is they're making their game accessible to whoever wants to use it.
0: Yeah, I think that that is a workaround that probably is what they're going to do. That again. is a workaround, yeah, anyway.
1: man. Epic. If you're listening, <laughs> run with it, baby.
0: I think that I said this while you were talking about it earlier, but I think that Epic Games, maybe the new Sega, I think they are the the, the kids with attitude that are annoying to everybody. <laughs>
1: but they're winning
0: though, man. They're winning. That's the thing. Don't know. Um so the last thing in news that I have is a funny story and uh basically without any warning, uh <laughs> Game Pass dropped marvel avengers a couple of days ago <laughs> it's like oh yeah here's Which a, really here's a list of great games and you go look at it and you see avengers and you're like oh it wasn't even in the announcement of games coming out next month i remember last month i saw the games that were being added no i was just talking and to like, the other oh.
1: the other was it yesterday i right. was looking at a list of of they said here's oh the, yeah uh, recently
0: the, added here's the uh, yeah.
1: recently added games too and i'm like oh man that's a shit game right there
0: I am going to check it out. This is one of those games that I was interested in seeing for myself, Uh but I really wasn't interested for $30. (laughs) I would play it just to run
1: around as the Hulk and
0: smash stuff. That'd be about it. I just want to see. I want to see if it lives up to the hype of how bad it is. Um, I know there's been so many changes since launch. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to include a bunch of the expansions that have been added. Um, which they act like is them being nice to people in the statement. It was like, people are going to be able to play all of the hero quest lines that have been added and stuff. But like they said that like they're being nice to game pass owners. But what it really is, is game pass owners are going to be able to play the things that they added to make the game a game. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of weird that they're like trying to brag about the content that was added, that is going to be available in game pass. It's like, look, this is the only reason that your game is even getting a download from me. <laughs> but like, uh, you won't be getting Spider-Man on it, but yeah. uh, PlayStation doesn't even have Spider-Man yet. <laughs> but yeah, I, I am willing to check it out. I want to see what it's like. So maybe maybe I could check it out this week and yeah, yeah, get yeah. back to y'all next week. Because man, we have shit on that game. Uh, just because of, other people's opinions. I've, I've I have not played. I watched so.
1: gameplay. I watched people streaming it and I was like, this really looks stupid. <laughs> it looked so it I loved watching yeah. the Hulk, but everything else was just dumb, dude. I, I actually I mean I I don't
0: like the character models yeah. so much. Yeah. The character models are so like rough. Yes. And it's not even that they don't look like the actors in the films. They don't even look like the the comic book. Dude, the faces are 2D. (laughs) It's like (laughs) it's a
1: 2D face pasted onto a freaking model. It it just right. Yeah. I mean, I when I say that I liked watching the Hulk stuff, I like watching him smash around and stuff. But that's really about it. it, Yeah. As far as that aspect of it, they could have done a thousand times better. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But that's laughable that it's on Game Pass. It really is. I was kind of surprised. That's
0: that's the last story I have for the week. What do you Um, got?
1: I got some quick ones, actually. I'm going to go ahead and talk about um, New World real quick because, you know, I already told you guys I was going to. But one of the things that happened, um, I actually took that date off. It was the 28th of uh, September. I took that day off of work for the launch. Uh, One of the cool things that Amazon did was they let you pre-download the day before. So with a person uh, such as myself, who has the shittiest internet in the world, it took about that long to download the game. And uh, 100% worth it, of course. I, I love this game. It's an amazing game. However, one of the main things it was a problem with was the servers were absolutely swamped. There were so many issues. Uh, within the first day, I, uh, I landed on US East. In Olympus now, Olympus was a a huge sought after server um, because of uh, big name streamers such as Asmongold were going to be on Olympus. Um, now, Asmongold actually had to switch to another server uh, because he couldn't get into Olympus. Uh, I actually had gotten on before he did, and uh, barely, and he was stuck at a queue of almost ten thousand. And uh the queues were quite long. Uh I got stuck in one that was thirty-nine hundred. Uh it took a few hours uh to get through it. And then uh I was on and playing with a couple of buddies, and then uh we were waiting for one of the guys his uh wife was getting on, and she got stuck in a 6974 queue. And that took a very, very long time uh for her to get out of it. But uh it was just over overpopulated, overswamped. So within the first day, they had opened up 28 uh, new worlds uh, on the East server uh, just to uh, alleviate some of the pressure. And uh, that still didn't entirely help. Um, I've had a couple of uh, runs where it took about an hour and a half, two hours to get into the game. Uh, So usually you just let it run. Uh, The first night, actually, I fell asleep twice, waiting for two (laughs) The queues were so long. I fell asleep and then woke up and I had been booted. And then I redid it and it was another long one, fell asleep, got booted. So yeah, if you're going to do it, stay awake. But uh, yeah, so they've gone and they've started working on fixing those. Now, um, one of the things, like I said, they did the first day was they had 28 new worlds that were created uh, in the servers. And so now what they're doing is this. Full new world servers, if the server is full, and you, you're you allowed to have two characters per server, that's it. And I believe you're allowed up to eight different characters. So you can jump on an Asian server, you can jump on uh, the EU server, you can jump on the West server, US, uh, South America, all that. And you can create these characters. But if you have a full new world server, like Olympus I believe is full now, You are no longer allowed to create any more characters. So if you do not have your two characters created and you're on that server and it's full, you're done. You can't uh, create any more characters. You'll have to go to a new uh, server and uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, Create a new character. Um, You can still queue up. You can still log on and play. But uh, you're not able to, like I said, create a new character they are working on a character transfer feature. So you can transfer your characters to new realms, new worlds, etc. And it's encouraging people to, uh, the game is encouraging people to make, uh, characters on low population servers and get playing right away rather than wait in these other ones. But a lot of people, like I said, Olympus was a highly sought after, uh, server. Um, we got very lucky getting in it and, uh, You know, a lot of people were looking to go on there and stream, et cetera. So it's going to end up uh, divvying up. You're going to have a lot of people leave the server, go to new servers, et cetera, uh, until they get to where they exactly want to hang their hat. So, um, but yeah, so that was the main problem. Um, I have noticed though, uh, coming home uh, when I get off work about 8, 9 a.m., I go ahead and I try to log in and boom, I'm good to go. I log on right away. Uh, later on the afternoon it does take a little while so if you are going to log on you want to give yourself at least you know an hour and a half uh in case the server is busy um and you just stay on it and do your thing um but uh yeah well worth it even if the server times are there um it's a well worth the uh the time waiting you know in the uh in the queue to do this. Now, one of the things that they're doing now to combat these full queues because it is such a pain in the ass is they're cracking down on AFK players. Now, one of the things that I noticed is when you run around, uh, you're running through these towns and, and strongholds, etc. There's people that are running and they're on auto run and they're running into a wall or, you know, they're, um, you know, spamming ability or whatever, however they do it. Well, Amazon has found out a way to figure out that these people are using a spammable key as far as wall running or, like I said, using an ability. And they're, um, they're uh, DCing them. So they figured out uh, people who are, if it looks like they're you're doing a, a repetitive movement uh, just in order to stay online and avoid the queue, uh, technically you're AFK and you're being muted. So I think it's a great way for them to allow people. You shouldn't have to wait. You know, if somebody takes off and they make a sandwich and next thing you know, they're watching freaking TV and they forget that their game's on. Well, it's not fair to the other person who's waiting in line to play the game. So I think it's a good way to combat that. Um, you know, it's right. it's not going to solve all of the queue issues as far as the fullness of them. But uh, if they keep building worlds, uh, keep doing that, I- I'm telling you right now with the amount of people that have been jumping onto this game uh i this is um this is definitely a um uh looking like a wow killer man uh it's 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 nuts um there were people that were waiting um like i said they were waiting the reason why they've done this where they're actually uh catching people that are while running or whatever is because of the fact that there were people that were waiting hours and hours and hours. Um, So anybody who has been idling uh, for 30 minutes or more, boom, they're gone. So it's a good thing. I'm glad they're doing it. Um, I applaud Amazon for it. Amazon has, uh, they've done it as far as I'm concerned. Um, They should be extremely proud of themselves. Uh, They've, they've introduced a game that is changing the MMO genre. As far as I'm concerned, it's changing everything about it. Uh, Everything that you do in it from gathering to uh, using uh, to crafting is it's easier, but it's fulfilling at the same time. So it feels like you're actually doing something and um, you're working towards a goal. Um, Like I said, there's people that have tons of freaking hours in this game already, and it's only been out, what, five days? So uh, I'm wondering how any of them slept. But um, yeah, it's an amazing game. If you get the chance, check it out. That's really all I'm going to talk about for uh, New World. I just wanted to uh, hit on the fact that, yes, they had some server issues. They are working on that. But also they're using the, uh, if you've been, you know, idling or AFK for 30 or more minutes, then the system is booting you in order to make room for other people. So it's a good thing. It's a win-win. I, I applaud them for what they're doing. They're already using an anti-cheat, so that's a good thing. Uh, be prepared for that. I, I recommend running Steam if you do play the game. I'm recommending run it in uh, administrator mode. Uh, it makes it much easier. Uh, your anti-cheat is a lot smoother going into the game, and you don't get uh, you know those constant interruptions where the game won't load, because sometimes the anti-cheat will do that to you in a lot of these games. So that's just a tip for me on that one. Uh, <laughs> next thing that I wanted to talk about, there's a bug in Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Cold War that <laughs> this is actually it's quite hilarious. Uh, it's an insta-kill for the team. And in uh, one of the instances that I read about, uh, two teams spawned <laughs> outside the safe zone and it killed all of them at once. Killed everybody, both teams. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh this is another thing they're they're working on and uh now the game was released in uh uh 2020, November of 2020 and you should not expect you know that kind of stuff to happen but uh apparently uh that what it is basically what it is and um uh you know two whole teams that's one of the main uh uh things that that uh people are showing with this glitch <laughs> and it it killed both teams they they spawned them outside the safe zone and it killed them both so uh yeah they they recorded the whole thing obviously uh people were streaming it recording it and and whatnot and uh yeah yeah i think it's kind of neat um Call of Duty's been having a ton of bugs, and I'm not sure if maybe that has something to do with the anti-cheat system uh, that they have in place. But yeah, it just seems like there's been more and more bugs with Call of Duty since they started this ban wave (laughs) that's been going on. So uh, I'm not sure if there's some sort of direct correlation into that, but I'm going to check it out. But yeah, I thought that was a neat little story where (laughs) there's a glitch that'll put you both teams, not just one team, but both of them, outside the safe zone and kill everybody. So yeah, kind of neat. Um, on to the main thing that I wanted to talk about. And this is actually kind of fun. Uh, there's some rumors of some games that are coming out. So we're going to talk about a couple of things. First one I wanted to talk about was Konami. And there are rumors that Konami is working on a new Metal Gear, Castlevania, and Silent Hill games and uh one of the things that people i i noticed are talking about is yeah konami is possibly working on this and that would be really really cool but how's it going to do without kojima and right. you know that's what a lot of people are concerned with is is you know is it going to be the same is it going to be uh um you know is it going to be what they expect out of these games um they're talking about a re a whole redoing of castlevania and i mean that is currently under development but you know so it's not really completely a rumor but you know we should have actually call it a rumor anyway because we've both seen the fact that tons of these games Uh, get canceled out of the blue. Um, Actually, as a matter of fact, to that point, there was a, I I almost talked about this story. I can't remember the name of the company, but there was a uh, developer that just came out and said that every single game that they were working on had not, there was just rumors about these games. Every single one of them was canceled. Every single one, which begs to wonder, you know, the question of what, what the hell is going on there? And I'm looking into that, but anyway, So, yes, uh, Konami is working on a uh, reimagining of Castlevania. Um, People have heard about that, but the other games are where people are um, really going kind of crazy. And, uh, you know, um, there's a place called, uh, what's the name of this? Video Games Chronicles. Um, They do a lot of reports on these different rumors, and they say that the Metal Gear project is in early development. And it's going to be centered around, in quotes, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater um, rather than the modern day entries, which might be kind of cool. Um, so that might be kind of neat, maybe taking it back a little bit and uh, diving a little bit more into the the whole story. Um, and they were talking about the fact that it may end up uh, following the storyline of Big Boss... Uh, from Metal Gear Solid Five, and uh, the last one was the Silent Hill games. Um, now those are reportedly in the works, and they say that one of the games has been outsourced to an external Japanese developer. Um, however, they haven't really released a ton of information on it. You know, um, what I'm waiting for is the guys that do the data mining and stuff like that—the ones that find, uh, the little pieces that let us know exactly what's going on because we've we've actually reported on a couple of them that were spot on um when the games come out i mean these guys literally had the information so that's the stuff that i'm waiting for uh, if i start seeing anything like that and come with you guys come at you guys with a story from a a, a data miner more than likely we're probably going to see it happen which is kind of exciting um but yeah so konami is working on what appears to be uh, those games, the whole Silent Hill games and then Castlevania, which is going to be a reimagining of it and metal gear, which if it, you know, revolves around what we said, it's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, and then we have, uh, we have some other, uh, games that should be coming out very, very soon. Uh, it looks like there is a report that they're working on a Ghostbusters game. And, uh, Let's see where did I have that? Oh my god, that one totally removed from uh from my screen. I lost the story. Oh, there we go. It's uh supposedly it's in development by the people who made Friday the 13th and Predator Hunting Grounds. Uh mm-hmm. which which I thought was pretty cool. Um Friday the 13th I thought was a great game. Um I had a lot of fun playing that. I uh, and it didn't look too bad for being, uh, you know, a game from uh, 2017 uh but uh this game uh ghostbusters you know it it's supposedly in development by the people that made those two games and uh like i, I was telling you earlier and this is by a developer called Ilphonic. and i was telling you earlier about a game called Arcadegeddon um this has been in early access since July of 2021 and uh this is who makes that game also extremely beautiful art design. Uh, it's, it's like a cross between God. I really couldn't even tell you that It, it it's hard to, it's just hard to, uh, to tell you what it looks like. You'd have to take a look at it. It's got so many different styles to it, but it is a uh, team based uh, game. It's a multiplayer game. You group up and uh, you have to go fight. Basically you're fighting against uh, one enemy. So, it's that kind of common ground thing and uh yeah so with that in mind this might be the kind of company to do a game like ghostbusters because you're going to have four ghostbusters it's probably going to be multiplayer it's probably going to be you know where you have to uh play together they may have a small campaign mode i would think where you could switch off between uh the four ghostbusters but yeah this should be it should be pretty cool man uh, with with those two games, Predator Hunting Grounds and uh, Friday the 13th um, under their belt, I think they'd be able to do this, this Ghostbusters game. But again, we're going to have to see. Uh, that's just one of the other rumors that they were talking about. The other one is Twisted Metal. Um, they are talking about a Twisted Metal reboot that's coming out. But the cool thing about this rumor, and uh, this is coming from... Um, Uh, Destruction All-Stars developer Lucid Games. Uh, So that was actually a pretty damn cool game. But the coolest thing about this rumor is they may be going into a Rocket League free-to-play type of microtransaction game, which for Twisted Metal would be a great idea. Twisted Metal was an awesome game. Uh, You know, vehicular combat. It It did what it was supposed to do. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, I think if they did a reboot of this uh, with today's technology, uh, the the, the engines that they use, etc., it it could be absolutely awesome. They're talking about uh, doing a cross-promotional television show that comes out with the game launch. So I don't know if that's going to be a cartoon or what it's going to be. Maybe it'll be anime. I don't know, but it might be kind of cool. But yeah, man. uh, Twisted Metal. Looks like they're working on a reboot and resurrect that some bitch, which I think would be a great idea. Uh, make it free to play with the microtransactions. It's a really good model to use. Rocket League's working with it, you know. Fortnite's working with it, all them. So maybe even throw in a battle pass, charge, you know, whatever nine ninety nine if you don't have the the uh, the metal coins or whatever they're going to give you. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good idea. I'm actually excited for this one. This is one that I would definitely jump on to play. Um, I would have a lot of fun with this. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's a cool little rumor that's out about that. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about. This is this is kind <laughs> of a scary story, man. Um, I didn't. Did you hear about that? The Skyrim kid that knifed his dad? No, dude.
0: Okay. The uh, I'm just laughing at the fact that you wrote that That I wrote it. <laughs> but I'm sure it's scary. Yes. The, the story what? title that you put. Well, you
1: know, there's okay, so Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls 5. We we know what it is, you know, it's a it, it's one of those huge, you know, exploring and questing games on a massive open world, etc. And uh you know, you could play with your friends and all this other stuff and sometimes people play with their kids and give them gifts and things like that. Well, one of the things you can also do in the game is you could purchase a home. You can get married. You can raise kids. You could have a life. You build relationships with your children. You do all this other stuff. Well, one guy did that. A uh, Skyrim player by the name of Pwigla, it's P W 1 G L A, gave their son a Daedric dagger of petrifying. Now, let me clear something up. This was the son in the game, this was his NPC son that he had through his NPC wife in his NPC home. Well, uh, it's actually quite funny. (laughs) I watched the video on it uh, because I wanted to get some more context to this. So he gives his son the dagger and his son is happy and he's running around the house and he wants to go see his son and his son has the dagger and he runs in his room. Well, his son's practicing with the dagger and accidentally stabs the guy. (laughs) As the name implies, he falls on the ground petrified <laughs> it's actually quite hilarious if you get the chance to go check out the video check it out uh, uh i believe it's called son stabs dad daedric dagger of petrifying and uh it is absolutely hilarious i haven't laughed at a game video like that in quite a while dude is having fun he put it on reddit with a video and it was from uh miserable it's m-i-s-e-r-a-b E L L in case you want to go check it out. It was about six days ago. And uh, yeah, it says, gave my son a dagger that he wanted and the little shit. Repays this by stabbing me. <laughs> and this kid's running around the room and the guy runs in with his character and it, it stabs him and he is stiff as a board laying on the ground. So I think it's absolutely hilarious, but uh, that's my last piece of news for you guys. Don't give your kids knives, especially ones with petrify give the name
0: Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) okay um oh man i meant for us to both talk about this we don't have much time left in the episode but um we can end about talking about the voice cast for the super mario movie oh yeah that that was
1: funny yes
0: So it's pretty off the wall and it doesn't make any sense. Um, A lot of people are kind of confused about it. But I did see someone on TikTok talk about, I wish I would have saved it so I could have referenced it. But he talked about the fact that it only made sense if it turns out to be like Jumanji, where people are playing Super Mario and then they go into the game and they're the characters. And then that makes total sense. Because you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Because then the voices kind of match who they would be playing when they're playing a Super Mario game. Because that, like, makes more sense. Um, So I I am wondering if Illumination would that much rip off the plot to Jumanji. (laughs) But I do think that would be a lot easier for audiences to accept the voice cast while still having a blockbuster cast to draw in people that don't watch Mario stuff, you know? That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. (laughs) I don't know. The ones that I have a problem with are like Jack Black as Bowser. I don't feel like he's in the right register. I feel like Bowser should probably be like lower register. It's kind of weird for me to imagine Jack Black as Bowser. <laughs> um Charlie Day as Luigi's quite crazy too cuz like I don't know. It's so funny like are they supposed to have Italian accents? Because why would you choose Charlie Day and and uh, Chris Pratt? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There aren't many voices that make any sense in it. It seems like they just like literally were like who's the biggest actors we can get for each slot, you know. <laughs> So that's why I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards that idea that the guy posts on TikTok. Like, that kind of seems way more plausible to me. But yeah, like the casting seems very off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, actually, I mean,
1: it's insane, the the dude.
0: other thing that's kind of troublesome is I don't like Illumination uh, as a company. Uh, I think their best movie was the original Despicable Me. I don't think they've ever made a film that was as good as that film because they've gotten lazier and lazier with writing. So I really hope that illumination is just the uh, animation company. I hope that they get like a decent writer for this film because if it's minions, despicable me, secret life of pets, quality writing, ah man, it's going to be rough. And, uh, an IP, Cannot carry a film in its quality as proven by the Monster Hunter movie that came out like a year ago. Yeah. (laughs) You can't just slap a video game title on a game, on a movie, and hope it does well. But here's hoping. There's a lot that's kind of scary about this, but I feel like Nintendo should know that they can't repeat what they did with the first Mario movie. So at least it's going to be animated. I think that's a good choice, but... I mean, I really hope they get a decent writer for it, but yeah, that's just me. Right on. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and I guess that's it for a show and um, we'll catch y'all next week and uh, we'll have more Brands Bacon News. And uh, thanks for sticking around with us and uh, y'all have a good week. Yep.